0: welcome to Season 2 of A Witchy Weekend Podcast. My name is Angelica, and I'll be your host. Hello and welcome. Today is Sunday, January 23rd. Um I'm sorry for the lack of episode last week. Um but I did indeed get the covid. Um I woke up the day after I recorded the podcast. So uh the, I recorded the last podcast on the 8th and I woke up on the 9th feeling absolutely wretched and I managed to uh get my hands on a uh, a rapid test. Um uh, from my in-laws who had one left. Um, and my husband thought that, oh no, it's just the flu or a cold or whatever that you're fine. But we did the rapid test, um, um, and left it for the 15 minutes and two pink lines showed up. Uh, so it was confirmation that I had, uh, COVID, which I kind of knew, um, or suspected because, um, between the Saturday and the Sunday, I had chills overnight and then a fever. Um, and I had a fever all, all of Sunday. Um, and I had body aches and a migraine and I was exhausted and I was hacking and coughing. I, I know gross, but you know, all those, uh, flu-like symptoms, uh, that, uh, they tell us that, uh, is COVID. Um, only it was, exactly like how I felt um after my booster shot only worse um and it was uh, 10 times worse than any cold or flu that I've ever had in my entire life um and it was horrible um so I started wearing a mask to his not in fact baby boy or husband but baby boy got it um he spiked fever uh the Monday day the Tuesday um and into the Wednesday. It it was it was pretty bad. Um but, you know, his breathing was good. He had a lot of um congestion. Um he still has congestion. Um and then it was just, you know poor husband was trying to take care of me, trying to take care of big boy, and then he got it on the Friday. So as I was starting to feel better, but just like marginally he got it. Um, which meant that we had to go back into quarantine for another five days. Um, and you know, with those five days, you know, I was trying to take care of baby boy and husband while still recovering myself and feeling absolutely awful and, you know, sleeping for 12 hours at night and having like a two hour nap during the day. So I was sleeping for like 14 hours in a day. Um, it was basically exactly like when I was pregnant and sleeping a lot. And exactly the same kind of, like, bone-tired fatigue that I had when I had mono when I was a teenager. Um, And it was awful. Um, But our 10 days of quarantine lifted. And husband went back to work. And baby boy and I are back in our routine. And I realized that it is another weekend, which means that it is time for another episode of this podcast. Um, So, thank you uh, for being patient. Um, I hope that you're all staying healthy and safe uh, during this winter. Um, I know that, you know, the weather here has been bonkers. We had a massive, massive snowstorm um, earlier in the week, um, which we took baby boy out into, um, and went sledding and tobogganing and, you know, sat in the snow and went for a little walk. And it was absolutely fantastic. Um, and so much fun. Uh, it's so much fun seeing, you know, new things through baby boy's eyes. Um, and I'm sure as you can hear, my voice isn't quite back to, uh, where it should be. Uh, I, I find that my voice is still quite raspy. My um my chronic cough is gone, but I'm still quite congested. Um, my v- energy levels are coming up, which is good. Um, but my voice is definitely not where it should be. I also think I might have lost my sense of smell. I have a pretty bad sense of smell to begin with. It was like uh, weird when I was pregnant, and I had a great sense of smell. Um, like. I couldn't believe it, like everything, I could smell everything, um, and then once baby boy was born, you know, things went back to normal, um, but I think I've lost it, I think it's, like, only, like, the really, really strongest things, um, like, that I can smell, and even then, it's not what I'm used to, which is bizarre, um, also, have So I don't know, although I don't know, maybe that's just because I'm still kind of congested. Who knows? Um, But anyway, I'm rambling, um, as I do (laughs) in these intros. Um, So what are we going to do for today's um, episode? Well, I could do what I had planned for last week, but I'm going to save that for a later date. Um, And today we are going to talk about Aquarius season because that is where we are right now. Um, So I'm going to tell you, um, you know, a card spread that you can do for this season. I'm going to talk about the Aquarius correspondences and all that jazz. And then afterwards, I am going to do our Week at a Glance with the Wisdom of Avalon Oracle cards. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. okay so Aquarius season we are in Aquarius season now until February Um, this overview comes from AP astrology which you can find on Instagram so uh, Aquarius season it is no surprise that Aquarius rules this time of year a time when things float in the space between stagnation and change The days lengthen, promising hope and brighter moments, but the weather has yet to shift, a sort of inexplicable liminal space. Here we retreat into the confines of our own minds, our higher consciousness. Aquarius rules exalted mental states where we break the barriers of what we know to grow into a place of universal understanding. We see the blend of the scientific, esoteric, and the mundane in this sign, working as a magician to heighten our own awareness of the world around us. They are visionaries, idealists, and revolutionaries, and help and sorry, they are visionaries, idealists, and revolutionaries that help propel us forward in time and space. More than any other sign, Aquarius integrates the mind, body, and soul. Simultaneously ruled by both Saturn and Uranus, Aquarius breaks the rules to create new ones. It takes the foundations and form- formations of Saturn and deconstructs them lending them to work with their visions, often visions that focus on the humanitarian cause. Early adopters, they are on the cutting edge, seemingly radical or offbeat in the face of the norms. They challenge expectations. Here, the Uranian influence shows. They are the reformers, the scientists, the future seekers. They believe in collective success, often able to put their personal motivations aside to help others. They are selfless, understanding, and thought-provoking pushing people past their limits and helping them see what comes next. At its best, Aquarius will leave nobody behind, running towards equality and equity as a leader on the forefront. They are fixed in nature, but must be careful not to paralyze themselves with their stubborn streak. Stubbornness can help them prevail when they are passionate, but it can also inhibit them. Aquarius sees what we are unable to do. They sense what we may not. Their electric energy lights up a room as quickly as it ignites their mind. When they feel fueled by something, nothing can stop them. They are a force of nature, a hurricane of inescapable change, taking the world by storm. Okay, sorry about that uh, little video played afterwards. Okay, so uh, that's what Aquarius season is all about. Um, and now we're going to go through some mantras for Aquarius season. And this comes from Spirit Daughter on Instagram. So some mantras for this season are... I walk confidently towards my dreams. I am ready for the future. I believe in my visions even when others doubt me. I speak my truth freely. Um, and then we have a, uh, a tarot or oracle spread. Um, this is from Emerald Lotus Divination, which you can also find on Instagram. And I am going to link everything um, in the comment, uh, in the description below. Um, hopefully it'll work um let's see so it is a five card spread um and uh these are what the five cards represent one card to best describe aquarius season for me two an action i can take to explore my hidden genius three an expectation from others that I should avoid four how can I stay true to myself this season, and five what my what does my inner voice want me to know um so that is a uh Aquarius um you know uh oracle and tarot spread. Um, let me look up now Aqu- uh, Aquarius correspondences It's thinking it's there we go Aquarius season. so this is from Lee Lady Moon on Instagram. um, so the planet is Uranus, the element is air. The, um, crystal is amethyst. The flower is lavender. The tarot card is the star. Um, other things associated with Aquarius are almonds, aluminum, garnet, and peacocks. And they are the water bearer. Um let's see colors and this is from a witch alone <coughs> sorry colors are violet purple and sky blue the day of the week is saturday um and let me see let me see uh no, that's all the correspondences that i can find um for the moment um i find knowing the correspondences is always good, um, because it helps us to, like, focus our energy, um, it helps us to, you know, figure out, um, you know, how to focus our energy, um, and how to, you know, manifest things through, uh, you know, uh, through, um, you know, visual and um concrete um things um and let's see so from lucky penny astrology aquarius magic your magic is tolerance you are so open-minded and make friends easily from all walks of life you never make anyone feel judged you inspire us all to march to the beat of our own drum and not care what anyone else thinks which is a, a lovely sentiment don't you think and now finally um a spell this is the aquarius harmony candle spell from the travelingwitch.com um and it's a spell that's been designed um because aquarius is meant to bring harmony to your relationships it's to be, be performed when you're feeling that things are a little out of whack Um, With your dueling natures, Aquarius might find it difficult to achieve an equilibrium between Social Butterfly and Committed Partner. So hopefully this spell will help you center and get um, back to neutral. What you'll need? A blue candle, a red candle, and a piece of wick. You'll also need a glass container, apple seeds, lavender, a scent for the candle if you wish. The Two of Cups tarot card, um, a wooden stick or tool for making wax. Um, So this can take a while depending on how fast the candles burn. Um, So to begin, glue your wick to the bottom of your empty glass container, cleanse your workspace, and take a moment to center. Then set your blue and red candle side by side with the two of cups between them. Light both candles and place your right hand on the two of cups. Um, To have peace in your relationship, you have to be willing to sacrifice. Not a lot, hopefully, but it can't be your way 100% of the time. You must think of not only what you need, but what your partner needs. For Aquarius, there's a hesitation when it comes to letting others in. You like being liked, and if you reveal your true inner self, you're on the risk of rejection. It's much easier to be liked when you're the life of the party, but stakes are raised considerably when you're dealing with someone um, one-on-one. Opening up and being genuine with your significant other is key, and it's also one of the hardest things for Aquarius to do. Um... Obviously, harmony in a relationship isn't the sole responsibility of one partner, but it's not committing yourself fully, but not committing yourself fully can create problems. So that's the preamble. After the candles have built up a good bit of liquid wax, close your eyes and face your fears. Think of the empty glass as your relationship and the candles as bombs to help smooth out problems. The red candle represents the side of yourself that you keep to yourself that you don't like to reveal the blue candle is the balance between your social life and your relationship reminding you to make room for both so your partner doesn't feel neglected Uh, pour the red wax and the blue wax evenly into the empty glass container and mix sprinkle in some lavender and add an apple seed concentrate on how you can change certain behaviors that are causing issues and what you want your relationship to be Focus on the future and see how these changes will positively affect you by bringing peace to a relationship you want to sustain. Continue layering the wax, lavender, and apple seeds until the empty container is full of, hopefully, a new purple candle. If you're adding a scent, make sure to only add a little with each layer so that every other layer, or every other layer, so that it's not too overpowering. Um, So the Traveling Witch says that this can take a long time, but it's a good opportunity to focus on not only what aspects of the relationship need work, but what aspects work really well and why you want to work on the relationship at all. Uh, This is about harmony, but it's also about making yourself happier in your twosome and being brave enough to let someone else in. Reflection is important when you need to keep perspective. When the candle is complete, you can light it whenever you're performing spells for your relationship or just feel that you need to regroup and think things through. Remember to keep the two of cups handy um, when you light it. Um, so this is more for a, a harmony spell for relationships, but I figure that you could use this, um, if you need harmony in, in anything where you have two dueling aspects of yourself, um, and two things that you want to, um, you know, balance out. Uh, so yeah, uh, that is the, um, spell. And of course we've done the mantras and, um, the tar- tarot card, oracle card spread and the correspondences. So happy Aquarius season, people. Um, time moves ever forward. Okay, and now it's time for our weekly card spread. I am using the Wisdom of Avalon Oracle cards by Colette Baron Reed. And I am going to see what the week at a glance has for us. So, one, two, three. Okay, what does the week at a glance have in store for us? As you can hear, I'm shuffling the cards. These ones are quite big, which makes um, shuffling them hard, but they're beautiful and I love them. Maybe one more, two more. Card jumped out. That's gonna be our week overview. One more, two more. And I'm going to cut the deck. No, I'm not going to cut the deck today. I'm not going to cut the deck today. I'm just going to deal from the top. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ooh, all different cards. All different cards. All right. So I'm going to start with our week as an overview. Um, we have the burden card. Um, our week on a, as a whole is, <clears throat> let's see, burden. What burdens are you carrying on this part of the journey? Are you transporting those to, of other, sorry, are you, are you transporting supporting those of others out of generosity or codependency. Is this burden so heavy that it slows you down? This marker asks you to stop and look at your responsibilities, your commitments, and all that you bring with you on your journey. Are you clinging to an unhealthy relationship out of fear? Are you taking on the burden of others to prevent them from getting hurt? Do you know that this enables others to avoid learning their life lessons and doesn't really help at all? Drawing this marker encourages you to release others to their own path. It may also be a time for you to ask if you're helping because you are you like to be needed. If the answer is yes, then the message is truly to let go of this burden, for it is born out of self-centeredness. Release the burden of others to the divine. They also have their own angels and guides, just as you do. Trust in the divine plan for all. On the sacred path to Avalon, you must be aware that you pack all the essential wisdom tools you will need to chart your course integrity kindness compassion discernment discretion uh, faith forgiveness truth and love are but some of them once your tools are counted see if the rest of what you're hanging on to is appropriate this is a time to leave behind any unnecessary burdens and to know you have the strength to carry what is yours so that is um overview is letting go of burdens this week. Um, but what for today? Today is Sunday, January twenty-third, and we have restriction and restriction is let's see, let's see. This marker brings notice of restriction in all things. You are in a prison of your own making or at the mercy of what is temporarily out of reach. You aren't able to move forward constructively at this time. Be patient, pay attention to the next right action, and sooner than you know, the prison doors will open and you will yet again proceed to the greater goal. For now, take this opportunity to rest, taking stock of where you are and from where you have come. Oh, sorry. Taking stock of where you are and from where you have come. Ask, how did I get here? What am I not seeing? What needs repairing? Once answers come, so does relief from the, from the um, bondage of circumstances and mind. So that is um, today, Sunday. I'm just getting my calendar so I don't have to look on my phone. Okay, Sunday the 23rd. Monday the 24th, we have Wealth. Wealth is another marker card. It's interesting how this deck has, like, you know, specific gar- cards um, where the uh, meanings is, you know, written right on it. But then you have these marker cards, which are you know, guideposts, symbols, sort of thing. Okay, so wealth uh, for Monday, tomorrow. This is the marker of abundance and success and the achievement of a goal. It can refer to real riches and tangible results, such as money or possessions. But it can also portend a time of emotional satisfaction it's always a reminder that all things can be attained know that wealth includes sharing for this card is also a reminder to give something away to help another be it money time or anything of value sharing will always ensure the flow of wealth this marker is a very fortunate omen so monday gonna be a good day wealth sharing abundance great Tuesday the twenty-fifth is the Wind Fairy. Thoughts, words, intellectual analysis. Let's see what else she says. Alright. The Wind Fairy. The Wind Fairy whispers that the power of thoughts manifests the unseen into physical. Into those physical, sorry. <coughs> sorry. I'm still dealing with COVID. And as a side note, I definitely don't have my sense of smell. Um, it's gone. Smell and taste, completely gone. I feel fine, aside from the lingering cough, but, uh, yeah, cough symbols, no sense of smell or taste. It's great, but I digress. Let's try this again. For Tuesday the 25th. No, yes, 25th. The Wind Fairy whispers that the power of thoughts manifests the unseen into the physical. Take time to observe your predominant thoughts. Are they positive? Do they reflect empowering concepts? Or are they negative and disempowering? When you tune into how your mind is focused, you will surely see the relationships between your environment and the thoughts you're thinking. To change the world of outer conditions, you must first change the way you think. The wind fairy also reminds you of the power of intellect, as this is a good time to be as this is a good time to use the power of your analytical mind. Think before you act. This is not the time for impulse action. A well-thought-out strategy will yield a positive result. So, we have to use our minds on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we have the Water Fairy. The Water Fairy is a sister to the Wind Fairy, and she's all about feelings and emotions. And the Water Fairy... um. Let's see. It says, when the water fairy swims up to you with her liquid magic, she reminds you that emotions and feelings may be running the show. She asks you to consider how you really feel about things and why. She also reminds you that you are not your feelings. You are the one experiencing them. Remember that as water flows, emotions change. The Water Fairy also tells you that it's time to lose your rigidity. Be fluid and willing at times to compromise and allow change to happen. If you're happy right now, enjoy. For the Water Fairy swirls her love around you. If things are making you sad, she comes to wash away your tears. The Water Fairy knows the power of emotions, so when she appears, be mindful of them and how they affect you. Remember, feelings are the fuel for manifesting. Be certain that you want to... Be certain that you want to create what you are feeling. Allow your feelings to pass through and focus on the positive. The water fairy longs to smile at you in reflection. That's lovely. So on Wednesday, we have to feel our emotions and let them flow through us and not control us. On Thursday, the 27th, we have the hawk, which is omens and messenger messages. Um... Let's see. It also says that when the hawk appears, expect a message to be delivered to you to aid in your quest. Perhaps a telephone call from a friend will help you solve a mystery or a chance meeting with someone may solve a riddle. You may literally see writing on a wall or overhear a conversation between strangers that reveals your own answer unexpectedly. You will know it when it happens. Be open to messages from others and be aware of omens and signs in nature. The world is constantly attempting to communicate with us, but we human beings have forgotten how to listen. So remember who you are, an intrinsic part of the great mystery of life. Listen and learn. This is the gift of the hawk as soon as he soars into your life from Avalon's skies. And then on Friday, we have The Novice. The Novice is Innocence, Beginner, Ignorance, New Skill Without Practice, Unstable Curiosity. Um, I know that doesn't sound good, but the book also says that. Innocence, naivety, foolishness, early knowledge not yet integrated, the ability to see the world untainted, and learning abilities. These are the aspects of the novice as she appears in your life. The novice is reminding you to be teachable and humble. If you don't know something, don't pretend that you do. Chances are that you'll make an error that may cost you more than you wish to pay. New information is coming and this is the time to be open to learning and expanding. The novice also reminds you to be like a child and remember the wonder and awe you once had for the world around you. When discovering magic was an essential part of everyday experience. The novice reminds you that you need to stop and ask yourself, what lesson must I learn here? The lesson is always mirrored in the experience in front of you. Dig deep into the workings of whatever situation you're inquiring about. You don't have to look far, for the answer is right in front of you. Sometimes it may feel as if you have two left feet and don't know how to dance, or that perhaps you're fumbling in the dark and fear that you may be left behind. It's all right to be the not knowing. Oh, sorry. It's all right to be in the, quote, not knowing, end quote, this is the place where new understanding takes time to integrate. Be gentle with yourself. The greatest gift the novice reminds you of is that you're always at the beginning of some area of your life. Patience and slow movement is required when the novice appears. Before moving forward, perhaps you need time to journal your thoughts and receive clarity what about what the mystery invites you to learn. Then rejoice! The novice of Avalon is on a path to higher knowledge and abundant manifestations and doesn't stay a novice for long. Alright, so Friday might be all about new learning. Lots of fun. And then Saturday the 29th, we have the Grail Knight, which is also the card right after the novice, which is always interesting when such things happen. Um the Grail Knight is romance, illusion, and seeking the sacred. Romance and seeking of that which is sacred. Such are the missions of the Grail Knight. He represents the coming together of all elements to form perfect life through a union of heaven and earth, or he signifies a romantic union of lover with lover. In the beginning of all relationships, there's a time when everything is perfect. One seeks out the discovery of love in the treasures of the other, all while holding up a mirror in which beauty and perfection are reflected. There is both truth and illusion. When the ground light appears, he lets you know that your own beauty, perfection, and innermost desires may be reflected in the mirror that is held up by the love of another. Indeed, love is in the air. Perhaps it is also time for you to fall in love with yourself. If you don't, you run the risk of attracting the same affirmation from the outside world. Love attracts love. Be love and you shall find love. A gentle warning, light cannot exist without shadow, so don't be fooled by the illusion of perfection. Be willing to see the shadow. And ask for honesty. Then you can never be disappointed. This is a fortunate omen. Alright, so... Ah, looks like we're going to have a, you know, interesting week. Overall is going to be, you know, feeling the burden and letting go of the, that burden. Um, there is going to be the restriction, but wealth, um, you know, finding our thoughts and words and letting our feelings and emotions come through... We are going to get a message, we are going to start out on a new path, and we are going to seek the sacred, we are going to seek something new. So that's all I've got for you. Um, I would love to know um, at the end of the week if these cards rang true for you. Um, I will certainly let you know next week if they rang true for me. So that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, it would really mean a lot to me. And if you'd like to get in contact directly, you can do so via email. My email is witchyweekendpodcast at gmail.com. That's a witchy weekend podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram. My handle is Witchy Lady 87. It's a brand new Instagram but I am looking forward to building up my profile on there. And yeah, that's it! So have a lovely weekend witches. Have a lovely week and I'll see you next time. Blessed be!